fired up. Where's your passion? Passion is an interesting idea. You can certainly call it the fire of your being. It's all about having the natural pull to do something without much effort. If you have a true passion for something, then you're not going to have to force yourself to do it. However, your true passions can be hidden from you. You know that they're they're deep down, they're there, but perhaps because of social stigma, the rules in your culture, it might not be tolerated. If you were to in their words, indulge in your passion, you could uh, for sure create, make yourself out to be an outcast. And that's a tough thing to do. To live on the outside, to be by yourself or with the few, it's a scary transition. You don't want to detach from the mothership because the mothership just represents safety and reliability and consistency, even though the mothership could be heading in a horrible direction. It's a tough thing to break off and be on your own. Now you can do this, you know. This is something you can do among many different contexts. You can break away in your mind, intellectually, philosophically. You can break away with your body, physically be on your own. But there's something to it that trusting that your instincts, your passions that are perhaps buried, you have buried them or that your upbringing, your upbringing buried them. You know, it's going to take courage for you to, you know, throw away all those coverings and live with your true self out and about living nakedly that is a very scary thing to do now it makes it easier if you have friends that support you in it if you I think a lot of times it's the family that um, you may not 
like keep in mind that a lot of our what people would call dirty secrets or our dirty passions the things deep down that we really want to do in life they might be taboo they might be horribly you know demonized in your culture and to take part in them in publicly openly would send you into the outskirts somebody's got to do it though just like the organism of you know all the little cells that make up the collective once in a while there's an individual cell that decides to break off and explore elsewhere and uh, the path finders the trailblazers and that can be it's a pretty high uh, failure rate in that in that department I'd say it's 80% fail probably that leave the herd that go to try to do their own thing it's probably something like that across any context but how do you know if something is your passion how do you know if you should follow it even when the common sense of the group is telling you you know don't do it sticking with your gut you know I there's been a few times in my life that I I guess I'd say I really had a gut feeling about something um, but the rest of the time it's well it's not that I have a feeling it's that my body isn't fighting me on doing something whereas the people around me or the what I have been taught in my mind is telling me not to do it but it's so to trust your your instincts you know it's tough you got to balance that mind and body don't think all with your head you gotta think with your heart too and balancing the two is uh, it's obviously difficult you can definitely well I don't know if you can necessarily do I mean in the grand scheme of things you know there are no mistakes everything is perfect but practically speaking you know I think you can be thinking too much in your head and also or too much in your heart if you're too much in one or the other you're not balanced that's the key to everything balance but there's a lot of passions I think people have you know um, sexual passions really that's you know i too scared to talk about them to be honest I mean I don't really know I'd, 
Frank, well, I'll tell you, I mean, my sexuality, if I had a sexual orientation, I don't know what you call it, I guess I've heard the word pansexual, but I'm pretty sure mine goes beyond that, maybe, I'm not sure. It's just this universal attraction to most things. Um, so for me, gender is not a big deal. Um, it's been a long process because when I started having thoughts of, you know, I'm a male and I grew up always just naturally being attracted to women. And I, you know, I, uh, pleasured myself to women all the time and then eventually had sex with women. But, um, a story for another time, perhaps, uh, but I had a really bad experience sexually and it was with a man and, you know, it fucked me up good. I was real fucked up for the last 11 years. I'm still, you know, I realize, you know, it's not like I want to hurt the guy or do anything. You know, if anything, I've got compassion and, you know, face to face, I would have compassion and, and love him just like anyone else. Because I know everyone makes mistakes. Everyone fails in life at times. And that's no reason to hate someone. But at the same time in me, I have emotions of hatred and anger. But hopefully, you know, I can, you can't keep those in, let's put it that way. I've repressed it a long time, tried to repress it. I was an alcoholic for, you know, 10 years, pretty much. And uh, my entire 20s. Um, though, you know, I think I have control over it. Uh, if I were to drink a beer now, I, you know, I could, I could just drink one, but I'm, I'm in a phase right now where I'm concentrated on health of the body so I can achieve the greatest health of my mind. And alcohol is not a health food in any sense of it. It's not at all. It is a, uh, it's toxic to your body. I'm pretty sure, um, even in small amounts, you know, of course your body can filter it out and, and whatnot, but in no way is it good for you. Um, it may have temporary positive um, psychological effects. I think it can be used constructively if you need it, but it is a crutch. And if, you, if you're on that crutch for too long, and you use it too often, it's going to, uh, your leg's never going to get strong again. You're never going to walk. Eventually, you got to just start walking and make your body 
pick itself up and push through the pain, you know. But, you know, so after that, it started, uh, after that experience, I definitely noticed that my mind was starting to be attracted to men um, just as much as women. And, but it felt way different because I wanted to reject it. I'm not sure if just, I mean, this is a big conversation and I've, this is sexuality is something I, at this point in time, I'm not really going to pin it down and be like, I am this, you know, uh, I, I don't know why anybody would really identify as a certain sexuality because, you know, it's, it's something they hold so strongly with pride and, uh, yet, I would ask the question, do you even know what makes you the way you feel? Is it wiring of your brain? Is it hormones? Is it something you can't change or can you change it? There's a lot of theories out there. Um, and I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of theories. But ultimately, I think, you know, here's a theory. Um, it's could be genetic, but I would say that most likely everyone genetically is um, is pansexual. But maybe not. It could be of genetic evolutionary traits that the the genes are pro pre-programming everyone to for survival and uh, population whether to stimulate it or to control it because um, even though that really doesn't matter anymore because people who are homosexuals of, in, of, of any gender or sex um, they can obviously get surrogates and all that kind of stuff so yeah if I had to guess I think sexuality your sexual orientation is is a programming of your brain um, and as well as whether or not you feel masculine or feminine in general, that I'm pretty sure is, is rooted in the, your hormones and how much testosterone versus estrogen. You know, and this, I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is kind of based off my research. So, you know, I don't get why people are so strongly passionate about their sexual orientation when they haven't even taken the time to truly understand, do the research and at least uh, seek an answer for why they weigh, why the way they are. Um, so all this crazy sexual orientation stuff that's happening in the America particularly, but you know, it's crazy and people are just freaking out because they're undergoing evolution. We are all undergoing evolution and majority of people don't realize that, that we're still changing. We're, there's a future form of humans and we're going to continue evolving into uh, greater forms of being, whatever that may be. I don't think the process of evolution will ever stop necessarily. Um, but, so yeah, but when I started having these other feelings, obviously, I uh, rejected it, rejected it, kept fighting it, 
and eventually, you know, I realized, okay, this isn't, this isn't like I've lost my uh, masculinity, which I did for quite a while because of what happened to me. I was just stricken of my masculinity and um, definitely went through a internally a feminine phase where I felt more feminine than masculine often. Um, however, it's funny because the second you throw me in a group of masculine dudes, I have immediately become masculine. Um, you know, I go to the gym, I'm masculine. Um, I'm sure most people, even when I was feeling feminine, people would look at me and, you know, I'm sure they would say, yeah, he's a masculine dude. Um, so, so my best understanding of what my sexuality is, is that I have no preference in the sense of what I'm physically attracted to, um, whoever I do. Um, when I, when I see a girl that I really, really like, you know, and I'm just really picky, first of all, um, I'm super fucking picky, um, partly because looks aren't everything to me. Um, but of course I want anyone that I date or, you know, eventually have a soulmate, a wife, you know, but soulmate, that's really what I believe in. Um, you know, I want them to, I don't, yeah, obviously I want them to be hot as fuck, <laughs> you know, or it, I think for everybody, you know, your partner should be equally attractive as you, um, which, you know, I think there is an objective way of to some, somewhat uh, determine a person's uh, attractiveness, um, even though it's obviously the eye and the beholder and, and subjective because physical beauty is not everything. In fact, I love this. Physical beauty is of little consequence. And again, not saying I don't care about it, but what I'm really looking for is the person on the inside. That's what I fall in love with. And then if they got a banging body and they're beautiful, you know, I, it's the whole package. It's not just on the surface. Um, that's why I can't date. I just can't because I tell you the second she could be the hottest girl ever But if she was the dumbest person ever too, I would just be like, oh my fucking god I can't I can't put up with this and it's not worth it to me just to have sex with you or what you know that uh, kind of Macho man culture of like just go out and try to have sex with as many women as you can basically and that's a sign of your masculinity or that you just genuinely want to have sex, which I can totally understand that. I think that'll be a phase in my life here soon uh, because I have finally worked through my trauma and my, um, well, I'm not fully worked through it. Like I said, I still have a lot of emotions, but I'm ready to start pushing through those emotions using music and art. Um, obviously talking about it on this podcast not that anyone's listening uh literally um you know that it's it's a release it feels good um so uh, you know i think 
the more you become enlightened, the less you will have a bias towards anything, uh, particularly human beings. I mean, you have a bias uh, because you will prefer something over the other, but it, in the end, it really doesn't matter. Um, I mean, to see the world in its absolute wholeness, I don't think you could be heterosexual or, uh, um, or especially, especially homosexual. Um, you know, the one thing I do say about heterosexuality is that, you know, what keeps our species and this, this experience of human experience going on this planet, it's that a man has sex with a woman and impregnates her, okay? That is biology, that's how it works. There's no other way to create a baby. You know, sure, we might have genetic engineering eventually that literally we can just create human beings. Um, but right now, I'm, unless I'm, I don't know, maybe there it is out there already, but right now it takes a man, a male's semen to impregnate the, uh, the, the woman or female's uh, egg. So, um, you know, that's, you know, if I was leaning towards anything, that's why I would want a woman because I probably want kids. Um, but, you know, things like that are always up in the air right now for me. Um, I would never like, well, I mean, being a parent, having your own children is probably one of the most magical things you can do in life. I mean, if you want to give yourself purpose in life, have a kid. There's, there's probably nothing that could give you such a sense of fulfillment, you know, even if you have a crappy job and all that. I mean, you know, realistically, don't have a child if you're not prepared to take care of them. You know, obviously, there's plenty of people that have children probably when they shouldn't have children. Um, but again, just the nature of our biology um, I think it is natural that a man and a woman are together in any sense. I think the energies complement one another. But, you know, like I said, um, if you're homosexual and you, you know, want, you don't care about that, um, you know, I guess that's fine. Um, I think the number of homosexuals, especially publicly living and, you know, being having couples and stuff like that, that's a fairly new thing happening. And so that'll be quite a social experiment to see how society is affected and, and how, you know, everything is affected by that because the more that that increases, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so until then, do, do what you will, do what you want to do. Um, and, you know, again, overall, I'm, I'm pretty cool with everything. Um, just don't like bear traps and having sex with old ladies. That's my two bugaboos. 
Yeah, if you know what movie that's quoted from or paraphrased, then uh, then you are my friend. But um, anyways, it's I, I brought up sexuality probably more so because it, you know, I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. But um, the passions of sexuality, um, man. I mean, it's obviously a huge taboo. Sex, drugs, pleasure. Um, these things are, by the conservative culture, you know, deem it, for the most part, bad. Um, only used in virtue. Well, you go and, yeah, but that's based on their definition of virtue. Um, so if... If you have passions that you want to do, I mean, you got to realize the world is so fucking big. There's so many people and everybody, you know, has thoughts in their own heads and everybody's going through life and there's so much going on that, you know, most people, unless you're literally a super famous public figure, um, most people are not obviously could care absolutely you know at all what you're doing with your life um, it's so in that you know you got if you care a lot about what other people think take that whatever that percentage is and just subtract it by like two thirds of what it is because um, I was probably it for the longest time all you know highly agreeable I was probably up in the 90 percentile of you know always kind of changing myself so other people will um, accept you know for acceptance um, and I would be reserved and not really express emotion and, and things like that which there's a time and place you know again we've talked about it emotion you have to be in control of your emotions or emotions will be in control of you. So, you know, you have to. But say you're an artist like I am. To express yourself, that's, it's okay. You have to give yourself permission to do that. To go crazy, be crazy for a while. You know, you have to give yourself permission to fail and, and mess up and, uh, and act silly and, and possibly make yourself look like an idiot. But that's okay. That's, that's art. That's exploration. So um, the key to being a, an artist is, and honestly, it's a key to pretty much just being a human being, is fail and get back up again and fail again and get back up again. It's all about that. Um, you know, it's not about your failures. It's whether or not you get back up after. So, you know, those, those passions deep inside you, you know, don't worry about vanity. You know, I mean, Art has always been a tricky thing for me because I've always found a lot of artists and artists, you know, just art in general, comes off as vanity. It's like you, you, you could have done it 
in a pure way that allowed the art to be the central, the center of attention and center of focus. Um, you know, there is really something special about if you heard a piece of music or looked at a painting and you had no idea who wrote it, who painted it, who's singing, who's playing the instruments, whatever. All you have is the art. That will give you the purest perspective of what the art is. But the second you know their name, where they're from, um, and of course, when you start learning, like, uh, what's their political, uh, you know, beliefs or what's their religious beliefs, you know, you're immediately going to start seeing it differently and judging it, you know, where obviously you can go from, at first you love it because you loved it for what it is on its own. And then you can completely switch it the second you know who did it and you'd be like, oh my God, that's fucking it's horrible it's a horrible piece of art you know and maybe that's warranted i don't know you know i i wouldn't necessarily well i don't know if you're an artist the point is like all those other traits about you and everything are secondary um now art that is clearly political or has an agenda um for politically i can't fucking stand that it's not art i'm sorry people but Politics has no room for emotions. That's why we have so many fucked up bullshit policies and a crappy government is because people aren't thinking clearly. They're being emotional about bullshit. Um, you know, that's not the only reason, but that doesn't, you know, just feed and fuel on the fire when you bring emotion to the table. Um, so... Anyways, it's, you know, let, letting your inside self come out and play, you know, because on the outside, you got this person that tries to keep everything, you know, the way it will be accepted, you know, nobody wants to get kicked out of the tribe, but it's a different thing if you choose to leave and that's understandable it's also a different thing in this day and age you can you know obviously still live in america or or be physically in a place but emotionally or uh, mentally you can be in uh, on your own and that's because we have such a level of freedom uh, in this country that very other few countries have um, now freedom probably is i'd say is generally growing in the world but in some places it's not china now they've got the biggest economy in the world now the biggest industry um, they're going to become the new superpower economically speaking um, but they, you know, it's a dictatorship. They sounds like they treat their people pretty well, but that's because they have a booming industrial economy and that's not going to last forever. Um, you know, the North Korea, it's even worse. I mean, China alone, you know, 
they censor their internet so their people aren't allowed to just surf the internet freely. Um, hmm. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, it's better than it was back in the day when everybody was, like, literally everybody, like 80% of people were slaves, serfs, or peasants, you know, and, and education and, and pleasure and freedom were, was something for the, for the few, but, but freedom and uh, freedom is becoming more and more prevalent on this planet, and that's a good thing. Um, but nobody, there is no country more free than America. generally speaking, um, overall, but, um, I mean, actually there probably is a couple, um, maybe Switzerland, I think Switzerland's like super, super libertarian, um, but generally America's is one of, or the, uh, freest country in, in the world, um, and that's why now you can be the black sheep and still, you know, without being an outcast, per se. You can live independently. You know, what this system in America and freedom has done is empower the individual, even though I know there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of bad policy and uh, majority of our politicians are fucking idiots. And I know. But uh, relatively speaking, it's still, we have an unbelievable amount of freedom. Um, so, and it's unprecedented to, you know, just look 200 years ago. Um, again, currently, there are other places on this planet where people uh, are still in North Korea. I mean, which are those people? I mean, they're basically held captive by their dictator and the military. And, you know, one day maybe they'll find their freedom and whatnot. But, you know, who knows? But the point is, you know, right now, right where you're sitting uh, in 2019, this is, uh, you know, the freest place in the world. fucking awesome so don't be afraid to go after the, your passions but I would say before you just get all fired up and passionate about something and, and again caveat here politics have no place for passion emotion okay no None. Zip. Zero. Okay? Um, but your true passions in life, the things in your, within your circle, um, the people you love, the things that you want to do in life, um, you know, don't be afraid to maybe create a little bit of friction from time to time. Some people create a lot of friction. 
Um, there's those free spirits that tend to just do whatever they want. And, you know, I'll tell them all, you're not balanced because you're not taking into consideration how your actions are affecting other people. Um, you know, some agitation is good, but not all the time. It's just fucking annoying. Um, you know, we it's good to keep the waters balanced. Sometimes we'll turn it into a wave pool, turn the waves on, but sometimes, you know, I want it to be a peaceful and tranquil place to relax and, um, you know, be at peace. So it's all about balance. And um, overall, you know, we're hanging on to the balance obviously there's some people that are on the extreme of highly disagreeable and they do whatever they want and they could care less what other people think or are affected by and whatnot and there's people on the other end that are um, highly agreeable and care too much about what people think and uh, how they're going to be affected by your actions so uh, both of those polarities are out of whack you know Overall, you know, they balance each other out, but um, for, you need to find somewhere in the middle and, uh, and try to maintain that balance. If everybody was balanced um, and only chose to be, if you will, passionate in the appropriate times and places, um, then we'd have a, everybody would get along, you know. So, uh, but yeah, if you have been through a traumatic experience and you're feeling fucked up, feeling overwhelmed if you if you feel like you don't want to live anymore just be patient focus on the smallest idea that you can breathe go for a walk exercise I can't tell you how much exercise has changed my life and I feel like it's something I can't live without anymore um, I mean consistently it's not like a, right now it's not like every day I've got to work out um, I kind of want to be there but my life isn't really you know in a place right now. Well, I've been dealing with some health problems, so that's kind of why I've been taking time off. But, um, when, you know, we'll see. Some people say it's good to work out every day. Some people say it's, you know, you need rest days. I don't know which one's true. So you just got to trust your body. Your body will tell you when you've worked too hard, you've overworked, and it wants to rest and recover. Um, but that also goes with the presupposition that you have good nutrition and you're giving your body what it really needs and wants um, 
our needs probably because um, your body does not want cake and sugar and carbohydrates it want you that's your brain and that's your your wiring um, because it's you know, science is pretty much showing that they're not good for you um, it, your body runs way better on um, fat and protein but who knows though their science is crazy and it's still figuring out a bunch of shit out so could be different for everybody um, but I don't know we'll see but again you know it sucks to, to go back into the dark stuff but will feel good after you pass through it. So if you're, you know, if you're repressing negative emotions and anger and things like that, you got to find a way to get it out. Um, it will stress you out and destroy you from the inside out. So you have to figure out how to get it out. And um, you got to work out, exercise, do some type of artistic expression you can do a podcast you can make it you can write in a journal you can you can write a movie script that metaphorically is all about your or if you want it could be specifically about your experiences that that hurt you um, therapy talk to somebody you know that's probably the most practical thing I mean I had a psychologist that I went to and she was just unbelievable she she's my guardian angel and uh, haven't talked to her in a long time it's been years but I know that we will see each other again and I just man I can't wait to see her uh, I love her <laughs> I really do like the way I was saying earlier you know I love people for person that they are, the person on the inside, um, and so, hmm. so yeah, just trust the universe, you go through the shadow, so you can find the light. That is, that is the way it goes. And you'll be stronger and smarter and faster and wiser. And you'll, you will be better in all aspects after going through the bad shit. It may take a while to see why you went through all that and you're going to have a lot of bad times afterwards. You're going to feel like shit and just things are going to suck for a while. But you can kind of thank your trauma for giving you something to uh, express yourself because <laughs> I'm sorry, but art that like just talks about good stuff, you know, or things that are of little consequence, it's never any good. The best art is always something that was created out of friction, out of a lot of it, out of 
dark, you know, experiences. So everybody's an artist on some level. You know, the only difference, um, I think a major difference between professionals and people that aren't is simply, you know, you don't have the techniques, the skills to express yourself in whatever, you know, medium. So, so you're going to, if you hold on to your shit, your negative, your negativity and your pain for too long, it's going to destroy you. And hopefully before it does, you will eventually release and embrace it and say, this is a part of who I am. I am not this, you know, perfect or uh, person who never has done anything horrible, you know. You have to embrace it and accept it and release. Uh, and you will feel better for doing it. And the universe will answer you. It will surround you with love and compassion. And um, it will back you up if you have the courage to be true to yourself. talk to you again. See you later.